Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of SP Sports Weekly, a weekly roundup of state press sports content. Alongside Koki Riley, I am Alex Coyle, and we are the sports editors at the State Press. Joining us on the show now is State Press sports staff writer Avery Klatsky to talk about his latest piece on ASU hockey's upcoming season and their recent inclusion to the Big Ten Conference. Thank you for joining us today, Avery. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. With this inclusion into the Big Ten Conference now for ASU hockey, what does that mean for the upcoming season? Can you explain just sort of the basic dynamics when it comes to uh, this merger? Sure. So uh, this agreement that was signed, or not signed, I guess, but agreed to upon by both parties being the Big Ten and then ASU's hockey program is only for the duration of the 2020-2021 hockey season. ASU is going to be playing 28 games. Um, I, they're going to play each team in the Big Ten four times, so there's seven teams. We'll play them four times each. Um, and to my knowledge, it begins on November 13th. And uh, the interesting thing that I think is worthy of mentioning is that every single game that they will be playing is a road game. So ASU is going to be on the road for the entire duration of the season um, in the Northeast, which, depending on who you ask, is either great or awful, because uh, depending on the weather or travel or what have you. Um, but I'm sure that they're all amped up at, about it and really looking forward to it. And the fact that they actually have a season to begin with at all is, is they're pretty grateful for. And um, I think it's going to be interesting. So we'll see what happens. You mentioned that this is only going to be for the 2020-2021 season. Do you think this could set a foundation to where, you know, maybe in the future, ASU obviously is technically an independent where they could join the Big 10 as a whole? Can they qualify for the Big 10 um, tournament? I'll answer the second one first. So can they qualify for the Big Ten tournament? The answer to that is no. They are not eligible to qualify for the Big Ten tournament. To my knowledge, they are eligible to qualify for the actual tournament if they're going to have it, which I'm assuming they will. Uh, the reason why they cannot qualify for the, net, for the Big Ten tournament is because they are officially are not an actual member of the Big Ten for the purposes of the season. They're just contractually joining the Big Ten schedule uh, for the 2020-2021 for the season. Uh, so they will not be able to participate in that. And the reason that is, is probably because they, the Big Ten obviously wanted to keep the winner of that. The, the winner of each conference gets an automatic bid to the tournament. And I think it would be a pretty bad look, not not the best look for the Big Ten, if uh, the winner of their conference wasn't even an actual member of their conference. And uh, so that's the first thing. And then the second thing is to touch on the probability of whether or not they join a conference. I'm not too sure uh, if ASU would want to travel a Big Ten schedule if they were a member of the Big Ten for hockey because they would have to go to places like Michigan, Michigan State, Minnesota, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Penn State, and Wisconsin. And take it how you want, those all seem like great places, but I'm sure that ASU would probably prefer to travel to some schools that are a little closer in proximity. Um, if I were to guess, which you know, I'm no expert, but if I were just to throw a dart, then the first conference that jumps out to me is the NCHC, just because they have a fewer amount of teams than most other conferences, and they're also closer. So they have Colorado College, Denver, Nebraska, Omaha. Uh, I could go on, but I think they want to wait for a new stadium to be built in a couple of years before they decide to look at a conference. But obviously with the pandemic uh, affecting everything, who knows how long or if that's going to change anything at all. When it comes to Big Ten sports, many people think of Big Ten football or Big Ten basketball even. What kind of conference – is the Big Ten in hockey? Like, how strong of a conference is that in that sport? Um, Minnesota, I think, if I'm not wrong, Minnesota historically has been a pretty dominant program. Um, 
Wisconsin, ASU actually played Wisconsin in the final two games of the season, uh, the, the, the regular season last year, and lost to Wisconsin both times, which was quite surprising because Wisconsin, I, I recall, was the worst team uh, from a schedule standpoint or a record standpoint in the Big Ten last season. And ASU uh, really pro- probably needed those two games to help their statistical chance of making the tournament. They probably would have made the term- tournament Excuse me, anyway. We'll never know. But um, I do recall that final series in, in Wisconsin lighting up ASU pretty well, uh, which I'm sure is in the back of the mind of a lot of players on ASU, and, and particularly for Sean Doogie, who is a transfer to ASU this year, who actually played at Wisconsin uh, last season and beat ASU twice. You know, they have a lot of draft picks. ASU played Michigan State over the winter break, I believe. I think they won in overtime and lost in overtime. And I don't think they played any other team in the Big Ten last season, but obviously now they have 28 games against them, so I'm sure they can get pretty familiar with some of those programs. So you talk about the travel was the big thing in terms of why they maybe why they wouldn't join full-time for the Big Ten. What is the travel going to be like this year? Because as you mentioned, four games against every single school and at every single school for all of those games. So is it going to be like, oh, we go to Notre Dame for two, one weekend we go to then we go to Ohio State for two the next or is it going to be we go Notre Dame for four Ohio State for four how's that going to work out or is that still something that has to be determined I don't know the answer to that I'm sure it's probably something that they still need to work out because they haven't released the schedule yet but if I were to guess my initial thought was that they are probably going to play teams uh, that are close together first so for example they'd probably play Michigan and Michigan State back to back or vice versa whichever way uh, you, you see it uh, just because they're close together and it's easier for the team to travel and they probably don't have to go on a plane or through an airport. They can probably take a bus, something like that. Um, maybe they can do Ohio State, Penn State or, um, you know, Minnesota, Wisconsin. They're probably just going to be smart about it in terms of traveling, and because number one, for health reasons. Uh, and number two, also, they're going to be traveling probably more than every other team I mean, for obvious reasons because they're not going to be playing any home games. They're always going to be on the road and therefore are going to have to account for a lot of those decisions, whether that be logistically or for the players that most other teams probably won't have to worry about. Uh, I, re- I recall seeing on Koki's Twitter earlier the other day that uh, Coach Powers is excited that they're going to be spending a lot of time in a, in a hotel because he's like a rewards member at the Marriott, which, you know, is great, I guess. But um, they're going to be – it's, it's, it's really interesting, the fact that how unique that situation is, that they're not going to be playing – they're basically going to be on the road – they are on the road every single game. And something that I was also thinking about is I wonder how that is going to affect the students or the the athletes from an academic standpoint, because from November until the end of the semester, which I think is in early December. So that for that two and a half week span, when finals are kicking in and all of that, um, you know, they're going to be playing hockey uh, probably three, probably, you know, pretty often. So I think it's a little interesting to see how that whole dynamic is really coming into the fray, but I'm certain I'm, I'm fairly certain that they, I have enough confidence in the big 10 and ASU to plan a legitimate schedule that, you know, fits everyone's needs. Now that there's officially a hockey season, um, what's sort of the outlook for this ASU hockey team, even if they're only playing 28 games? I think it's good. I think I I was talking, I I, I wrote an article, I want to say a week or two ago about the practicing alterations the team has had to make to fit uh, health compliances. And the, the main consensus or message I got out of the guys that I talked to is that they're practicing as if they wanted to play tomorrow. Um, and the good news for them is because they were, wait, they were waiting for that phone call. They were waiting for the announcement that the hockey is going to be back. They were waiting to join the Big Ten. They were waiting for all of this thing to come into play. And now that it's finally going to happen, it looks like, 
uh, in about a month or so, they're already ready in terms of game shape. If I was a player, I'd hopefully want to hit the ground running, obviously. From a media perspective, it's good because that is an excuse for the editors to keep, for you guys to keep me around this semester, which is going to be great. Um, I'm excited to cover the team, but I think that they have a lot going for them, even though they had some losses last year or after last year. So they lost their top two defensemen. They lost, you know, some of their top forwards, uh, whether that just because they graduated or whatever. Um, so I think that if you if you are an ASU hockey player or if you are an ASU hockey fan, you have a lot to look forward to, despite the fact that you're not actually going to see them in per, in person uh, this this year. It seems like, but uh, things are certainly looking up for them uh, with the recruiting classes and the transfers that they have and the way that they seem to have been preparing over the past week or two. We'll see what happens. It should be exciting. Uh, now, now since the announcement, and I'm not sure how much you've been able to, you know, talk to Coach Powers or talk to the team or talk to anybody related with them, but what level of excitement do they have that not only do they get to play a season, but they get to play um, uh, as close to a similar conference-style schedule as you can against some pretty big-name op uh, opponents, at least? I'm sure they're probably enjoying it and looking forward to it. I do think this is really, this is actually, that's a fair point to bring up that it's a really good chance for Coach Powers to sort of see on a small scale what it's like to be in a conference. Although you're not, there's obviously not accounting for home games and playing at a home stadium in front of the home crowd. Um, you are getting that sort of experience of, you know, you'd be playing th these teams every week and you'd be playing them multiple times and seeing them multiple times, whereas opposed to last season and season beforehand, you see one team twice and that's it. As a, but, you know, when you're in a conference, the conference record is huge. It's a big deal. It decides whether or not you may or may not get into the tournament. And from an from ASU standpoint, they haven't had to worry about that because they're obviously independent. So they have to rely on just having a good record. And uh, I don't want to say getting lucky, but having a favorable lie with the pairwise. Uh, however, in a conference, that helps them out in being able to make the tournament. But it also matches them up against the same teams multiple times and the other teams against each other multiple times, uh, which ASU obviously hasn't had to worry about. So I think that's going to be interesting. And they're certainly going to get a taste of what it's like to be in a conference, even though they're not actually in the conference, if that makes sense. Avery, we want to thank you so much for joining us on the show this week to talk about uh, this developing story. Thank you so much again. Yep. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Thank you all for joining us for this episode of SP Sports Weekly. For more State Press sports content, visit statepress.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter at, at State Press and at State Press Sport. Koki and I will see you next week for another episode of SP Sports Weekly.